Welcome to the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we showcase stories of inspiring professionals while highlighting the universal principles of success. Today, I'm joined on the podcast by Lawar Jean-Pierre. Lawar, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Derek. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, I'm excited about the conversation with you. I'm looking forward to hearing about your story. Um, and I want the, the audience, I want the listeners to know a little bit about your background. Lore Jean-Pierre is not a typical estate planning and business attorney. She's also a licensed financial advisor. Lore is the founding partner of the first and only combined law firm with a registered financial advisory firm, JP Law and Wealth Advisors, PLLC. Lore is no stranger to being the first, as she is the first attorney in her family. She's always accepted the challenges and remains focused and disciplined. Her persistence is the key to her success. So, Lord, let's jump right into the interview. What inspired you to become an attorney? Um, well, it may sound cliche, you know, how we always knew I was going to be an attorney as I was growing up. But really, I did. And my grandmother used to call me her little attorney. But really, what kind of triggered it for me was way back in like middle school, I think, I saw the movie Conviction, um, and it was in reference to the Innocence Project, and they work on cases for people that are wrongfully convicted. And that really inspired me to go full forth into law school, take debate team, and here I am. Even though I'm not practicing criminal law, but <laughs> that was the initial um, push behind it. Wow. You know, you know um, listening to that, those details of your story, even he hearing about your grandmother calling you that, and, and I'm, I'm often um, fascinated by identity language that we use with ourselves and that we use with people around us. And I'm just, it makes me just, again, just intrigued by what was happening in your mind. And like, as your, your grandmother told you that over and over again, how that was kind of just rewiring your brain and just like, you know, moving you more and more toward that destination. But, um, but no, it, you know, it, it's, it's not cliche whatsoever. I mean, at this point, I think I've interviewed whatever 40 or 50 attorneys and each person has a unique story, but for you to have a grandmother who had such a high vision for you early on, it, it, it's always, um, it's always uplifting to hear you had that kind of person who would have that kind of vision for you um, in your life. Definitely. Yeah. She is my hero. She is that person um, that, that always supports me. And she always tried to make sure that I go full for it. So I think if I, change my mind about it that wouldn't be an option it was kind of like you're going to be an attorney so yes. fine. <laughs> I love that now so I have to ask this question because you know at, for her having the vision for you since you were a little girl and then of course you just carried that like you said through high school you're on debate and everything that you've done um, what was that moment like um, whether it was passing the bar or even graduating law school like for you and her um, in that moment of hey she's been speaking this over you for years and then for you to um, fulfill that vision what was that moment like for you for her um, uh, to experience I mean it was unbelievable because I mean we were in the middle of pandemic so I took the bar right in the middle of pandemic and when I found out I was working I was on a conference call I completely hung up the conference call and called my grandma and I was crying and my mother was on the phone and it was just kind of like this moment I'm like we did it we finally did it after all the trials and especially taking the bar during the pandemic, it was kind of like that moment that is here. All these years, we actually did it. We're here. 
Your yes. baby girl's an attorney. Come on. I love it. I love it. You know, I think th those moments in time, I feel like you'll have that special connection and that memory, right? Um, seared yeah. into, you know, all of those, those times of, you know, those the out overflow of emotions um, of, of, of crossing the line. And really, you know, it's like, it is like that. Um, you, you, you met the goal and then there's this entire um, story ahead of you. Um, but to, to celebrate that, it's, just, it's, it's always special. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So now, now you're, you're in the space, you know, um, you're in the space as an attorney. Talk about what you enjoy most about being an attorney. Yeah. I mean, besides wearing a suit, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do like the fact that I'm actually helping people. I think oftentimes we think of most people don't like attorneys unless they need them. Um, so I like the fact that I can actually help and make a difference in people's life. It's not just about, you know, knowing the law, but using the law to somebody else's advantages and really being a difference and not really just, you know, doing it for, you know, the status, but really being able to have my clients and see a life-changing experience because they have an attorney in their life. So that honestly is my favorite part. And of course, the suit. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, I, I'll tell you a quick story here. I, re I remember I, one, one of um, the attorneys here in San Antonio, um, she's shared about like even that suit element, like you said, and she even shared about, you know, her, her mom would actually dress her up in suits as a kid to help her to have that vision. Hey, you're going to be an attorney. You're going to be an attorney. And uh, but no, to, for you to mention the suit, but also I, I think the amount of helping people. Um, I, I, I always like highlighting attorneys who have that passion because sometimes when we watch the movies about attorneys, sometimes, you know, they're filled with greed or selfish ambition, or it's all about them. But to speak to attorneys who are focused on the element of elevating, empowering, helping other people is it's precious. It's very precious. Yeah, definitely. So, so tell me, I know, um, as far as your focus in law, um, how did you decide, you know, business, state planning, and then even the, the, the interesting detail with, you, you, with your um, law firm, that you also have this financial advisory element to, to who you are and what you do? How did you decide um, your focus within the realm of law? Yeah, so I, before, I wasn't a typical law student. I didn't go straight to law school. So I worked in the financial field for about five years prior to going to law school. So almost 10 years now. And I knew I wanted to be in the financial field, but I also knew I had to be an attorney. So I was trying to find a perfect marriage, something that has to do with finance, but also law. And I also had so many licenses from the financial industry that I did not want to give up. I'm like, I work hard for those. I'm keeping them. Mm -hmm. um, so really, it came, it dawned on me that I could combine them. Estate planning. Estate planning is a perfect marriage of finance and law. And when I was looking into it, I'm like, okay, there's no firm currently that has a financial side and a law firm. It's not many attorneys that are financial advisors as well. So then it was like, okay, I could combine the two and still be able to have my perfect world of being a financial advisor and also an attorney under one entity. So really estate planning is kind of like the perfect marriage for me of finance and law. Mm, yes, yes, yes. No, it's great. You know, there's a part to, to respond to your, um, the setup, um, I've, again, I've worked with estate planners uh, uh, on the attorney side, but I've also worked with financial planners. And those two are often great referral partners to each other because, exactly. they, because they don't often um, do what the other one does. So mm -hmm. what happens is, you know, as you know, um, but for our listeners, what happens is um, the clients will go to an estate planner and then the estate planning attorney will, will put, give a referral to a separate person who's the financial planner or vice versa. 
um, somebody's trying to take care of their finances, so they'll get support from a, 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 a financial planner um, or a financial advisor, and then the financial advisor would refer them to an estate planning attorney as part of their finances. But to yeah. hear that Lawar is um, is combining those two. One, it's fascinating, but it's great to see how you're uh, um, you know you're creating this space. Where again, you get to keep some of that, you get to keep those referrals that normally would be out of your office, but in, inside your office. Yeah. So it's like I'm wearing two hats. I'm your advisor and your attorney. So it kind of takes out that middle person having to refer the client elsewhere. And of course, the client is always welcome to go elsewhere, but it kind of makes it convenient for the client. And just not having to look for someone else to build that relationship where I am that same person, you are getting me all, <laughs> all sides mm -hmm. of me, so. Yes, yes, yes. And, and also the idea of not allowing your experience to go to waste. And, you know, like, I, I, I love that sometimes when people make a career shift, that's a big cost account. Like, man, I, like you said, I worked so hard for this over here, for these certifications, these licenses, you know, everything that you've accumulated. Um, but to not to be in a space where you don't have to give it up or you could bring it along and then add on to the package that you offer your clients. Definitely. <laughs> Talk to me about what's been one challenge as an attorney that you faced that you've overcome. Um, I don't think I've yet overcome it, but I think I'm working on it, which is imposter syndrome. And I think it's just being new to the field. And even still in the financial field, it's like no matter how much you prepare and no matter how much you know your stuff, you always feel as if, do I know enough? Is there something else out there that I should know? Um, so I think it's trying to deal with that and know that, okay, I know enough and the research is out there for me to know, to research and the things that I don't know and to be sure and be confident in myself that, okay, I deserve to be here. I'm not, you know, an imposter. <laughs> like I, right. I, I deserve to be here. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I'm working on that. Um, but I think so far it's, it's, been, it's been a working battle, but um, I think it's really based on, the research that I've done and being prepared. So when that I have those moments that I, that I remind myself that, Hey, you work hard for it. You have the experience and it's okay for you to feel those moments of doubt, which is good because you don't want to be too confident and messed up. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just kind of um, sometimes refreshing to make sure that I'm a little bit balanced. So not overconfident, but also not feeling that I don't deserve to be at the seat. Mm, yes. Yes. I, 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 uh, one, I relate 100%, right. Um, even I, I, culturally for me, right? I remember we, my mom and I've talked about this idea of um, for us, you know, again, for me, you know, from a, a Latinx background, you know, with a Mexican background, and, and we hadn't, we didn't see many um, attorneys of color in our world, much less that we have attorneys of color of, uh, that were our friends or that were like, you know, a part of us or that we would see on a regular basis. Um, but to um, be in an industry um, that you are and that I, you know, I, I happen to be in as well where you're working with other people, again, who are people who, 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 who for me, I, I didn't see a whole lot of people that looked like me in this arena. And then even the idea of our, our industries, the amount of, of um, the, the amount that we charge our clients, our client base, I, for me, it's like, wow, like as a kid, I couldn't imagine my family paying what some of my clients pay. And that's a daunting moment. It's like, wow, like there's moments where I'm like, wow, you, are you, I'm almost like, are you sure you want to pay me that, that uh, amount of money? You know, like, like are you sure you, you want to keep it? 
right? There, there are those moments. And I, I remember, you know, to your point about, I, I love how you captured this element, though. I think when you talked about the imposter syndrome, like, but then also it allowing you to work really hard. So it's like almost that humility, that humble confidence that I'm hearing is that sweet spot you were describing, yeah. um, which I think all of us, you know, many times we're aiming at that, of that, that humble confidence. We want to be confident in who we are. And then we also want to be humble enough to work incredibly hard for the results we want to help our, our client base with. Definitely. <laughs> and uh, in, 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 um, and the, I think the other thing was, uh, um, I, I appreciate your, your authenticity, right? Because sometimes, again, in, in, our, in, in the industries we're in, there's so much about image. Like you mentioned the suits earlier, right? Um, like there's so, there's, there's so much about image and, okay, um, how do I appear? How do I look? How do I sound? It's very, there's a lot of it that is about perception. Um, but for you to have the, uh, the authenticity to own that experience of the, uh, the, the again, of, of facing that imposter syndrome. I think it makes you that much more appealing and relatable to your client base and even to colleagues. Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, we're not perfect. We're all learning. I, mm -hmm. People that have been in the industry for 20 years, they're still learning. I think I could safely say sometimes they may still have that imposter syndrome. So it's really just about making sure that we have a balance, that we're mm -hmm. not overly confident, but we're confident enough to know and be grounded that we know what we're doing but also to double check because if you're overconfident then you make mistakes and not double check your work so yes, yes. <laughs> absolutely no and and i think i i find myself when it comes to um people in the in, in our industries um they think that when they're real and they're authentic and they're vulnerable like again like you, you were in choosing that as, as as a as your your response to that again it always makes me it makes my my trust go up for them it makes my respect go up for them. And it makes me go, oh, okay, like this is the kind of person I would want to trust with. Again, when you talk about estate planning and financial advising, it's a very um, vulnerable space for your clients to be in, right? For them to let you know exactly what's going on with their loved ones, with their financial situation, with whether it's their debt or their income or their investment. Those are really vulnerable places to be in, but for you to model that same vulnerability. Again, I can see how it just builds so much of the uh, connection, you know, with your, your client base. Yeah, definitely has. All right. Now, um, tell me what's the best advice you received about owning your, your own law firm or even the advice you have for others. One of those two. Yeah. I mean, I would say my top two for my mentor is to really ask for help. Right. Because as we go, we think we it's kind of like back going back to the ego. We don't want either. We don't want to ask for help because we don't look like we don't know what we're doing or we feel like we're bothering people. So my mentor always tell me, you know, ask for help. You don't know what you don't know until you don't you know, until you, you ask for help. Mm -hmm. So really asking for help and putting yourself out there and being OK to say, you know, I don't know. Like, I really don't. And being fine with that and have been responsive to people letting you know, OK, this is how you should go about it. And also being responsive to criticism. Sometimes it's good for you to be able to hear those things, um, those feedback. Um, and I would say the second one is just not compare. I think because hmm. of the world of social media that we're in, and just as a young attorney myself, it's like there is a fine line between comparing and having someone as, um, as a role model, because yes. then we fall into that, um, that trap. It's like, well, 
how come they're so far ahead? You know, how come they're doing this? Like, how come my business is not this way? And my mentor have reminded me countless times, you know, everyone has their own journey. So regardless if this person started with you, but they're either further ahead or further back, is focus on your own journey. Don't compare mm-hmm. and just making sure that you stay with your plan, your goal in mind, and know that you are different and it's going to be different for you. Mm, wow. Um, dropping some great gems for us. Let's, let's, let's unpackage some of those. Um, your, uh, so, we got, so I love that. Maybe we'll start backward and we'll work our way to your, your first one. Um, to not compare, right? I, I remember there's the, I think it's a Theodore Roosevelt quote, well, it talks about comparison is the thief of joy, right? And it's that, <laughs> that, that element of, again, very much our, our world we live in um, and where it's um, h- how is the next person overdoing? And of course, they might have contacts that I didn't have. They might have resources that I didn't have. And, and there's, so many, there's so much value in um, looking at, I, I, you, you captured it. You said delineating between um, a comparison for my own security and then a, a, a comparison versus, oh, they're role modeling something I can learn from. And, exactly. and I, I like how you even mentioned ego, you know, being aware of what, what my ego wants to do. My ego wants to win these many comparisons that I have, like, all right, so who's whatever, who's written more books or who has more followers or who, you know, yeah. and, and, it's, and it's very much, or who has more engagement and all of these things. Um, and I remember, I remember in a coaching session with, with an attorney and, and, and she was, she has, she is, she, she does have a very good problem. She has too many clients. Like again, she's an overload client. So a lot of attorneys are like, Hey, I want that problem over there. Right. Right. But, but then as I'm talking to her, it was, it was, it was fascinating. She was sharing, she was looking at all of the attorneys hustling on uh, social media. And she goes like, she was feeling the whole comparison element. She said, like, well, I'm seeing what they're doing over there. And maybe I should be doing more of that. And it's, and it, it was, it's a fascinating thing because um, she had, you know, what a lot of attorneys want, which is clients. And, so, and it's even, it's what a lot of people do social media for so they can get to where she wants. But even back to the lesson that you're sharing here is we can, um, the, it's kind of like that, that expression of the grass is always greener on the other side, but you, you just capture that, right? Just be mindful. Hey, I'm on my own journey. I'm on my own journey and, uh, and being mindful that comparison has that potential to steal joy. It definitely does. Um, and, and, and the first one you t- talked about, ask the question. Um, I love that. Uh, there's an expression that it goes, uh, it's better to look like a fool for a minute than <laughs> remain a fool for a lifetime. And, uh, the idea of looking like you don't know, um, uh, what, maybe what is it, what has helped you? What has helped you with that one? I think that's, it's a big one again for your industry as a perception space to be okay. Looking like you don't know, um, what, what, what is it, what has helped you in, in, in that area? Um, I think it goes back to what you said earlier. It's kind of like knowing to be being vulnerable. And I think clients, yeah. um, like accept that and they, you know, they receive that because it's, one thing to kind of act like you know everything, but a client mm-hmm. will respect you more to say, you know what, I actually don't know about this, but let me research it for you. Or let me refer to someone that actually knows. They'll have more respect for you, at least from my experience, than you saying or figuring it out and just giving them some random answer because you don't know, you don't want to look like you're not an expert in your field. So mm-hmm. it's just really just being honest, being vulnerable and saying, hey, I don't know the answer, but I could help you find out the answer. I could refer you to somebody else and just being honest. 
Yes, yes, yeah, and there's so much respect to that. We you know, and it's it's interesting in in arenas where we're sharing expertise often in our in our in our in our businesses um, to be secure enough to be vulnerable, like you said, and uh, and again, it it always increases my respect. I rather speak to someone who's certain they don't know then they're they're front they're faking or pretending to know something that they don't that can get them in trouble and me in trouble at the same time exactly and at the end no one wins because then you you because you you have this fake fasano that you know you're not gonna go out of your way to find out the truth right and now you also have led the client wrong so it's like no one no one wins because you still don't know <laughs> because you're not going to research and find out the answer because you're pretending that you know and now the client also don't know that you give them the wrong answer until when it's too late so yes yes right um this is certainly in that context where people were I, I i i hard in a hardcore manner i reject the fake it till you make it no 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 like no 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 no, no fake in in, no, in this, this regard and it, when it comes to expertise, no, 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 like there's exactly. no faking here. There's no pretending yeah. here. Yeah. It's like um, confidence. You could fake it till you make it. If you're not confident and, you know, in certain things, but some things, especially when it comes to the law and yes. finance and whatever else, if you don't know it, just be honest that you don't know it and do the research. I mean, there is so much information out there. Just be honest enough to say, I don't know it. And I'll find out the answer because that could cause so much more trouble down the line than you trying to fake it till, till you make it and you don't make it. <laughs> yes. yes. Respect. hundred percent respect. Well, well, perfect. Um, the, the, um, one, um, I, I appreciate your insight and in joining me on the podcast. I want to say a big thank you for spending some time with me today. No, thank you for having me. It was very um, insightful. So Thanks for having me. I love being here. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing the feedback that the listeners have from hearing your insight. I think, I think there's some great insight. I know one of the privileges I have with listening to people like you as I write and tell and, and, and speak and, and, and share stories about um, the insights you're sharing. I think, I think you gave some great uh, content that I'll be able to dig into and, and, and share about you and, uh, and, and, and your perspective. Um, for all the listeners, I want the listeners to know uh, this episode is sponsored by Strong Life Scholars, whose uh, mission is advancing Hispanic women in high-end professions, education, and community impact. To our listeners, we want to say thank you. You are um, a precious part of our journey. We want to thank you for tuning in to another episode. Be sure to go over to the Apple Podcasts app and give us the five-star review remember to subscribe and before i close i i, I do want to make sure you you're able to shout out your instagram i think i have it it's the finance attorney is that accurate that is accurate <laughs> all right so if you're listening to this part of the podcast i want you to pause the podcast and go follow her right now like her content comment on her content give her some engagements but we want to say thank you for joining us and we'll connect with you on the next episode thank you awesome thank you so much